Anybody come expecting? You know, we have dual purposes for our healing and and miracle nights. Of course, if you come with a a need in your physical body, you're not going to leave here like you came. In Jesus' name, the healing power of God is in manifestation and your body shall be touched, healed, and made whole. Do I get any agreement on that? In Jesus' name. But also on these nights, we want to give you some instruction in the word of God regarding healing. Because you know what? Every single one of us have healing in our hands. If you are a believer, then the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, these signs shall follow them that believe. One of the signs is they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover There's a whole lot of confusion in the world and also in the body of Christ concerning who is the author of sickness and disease. And some people, they get confused. Well, did did Jesus make me sick to teach me a lesson? Did God put this on me because I was a bad little boy? No, the answer is emphatically no. Jesus is the healer. We sang about it tonight. I believe you are my healer. God is a good God and the devil is a bad devil. And if we would just keep it that simple, anything good, everything good and everything perfect, the Bible says, cometh down from the father of lights. And if it's not good, if it's not perfect, it didn't come from heaven. Do you think that cancer is a good thing? Absolutely not. Do you think that leukemia is a good thing or any sickness, any disease that you can name? It's not a good thing. And it did not come from our loving, wonderful father. So tonight we're going to establish according to the scriptures that we are redeemed from the curse of sickness. Are you glad that you're redeemed? You know, we're redeemed from sin. Hallelujah. Everybody ought to shout about that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. I am born again. I am saved. I'm not going to hell. I'm washed in the blood of the lamb. Heaven is my final home. I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away and all things are become new. So lift up your hands redeemed and say, "Woo! thank God I'm redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the lamb, redeemed from sin, redeemed from going to hell. But you know, there's some other things that we are redeemed from, and we're going to look at it tonight. So I want to ask you a question. I've already told you the answer. And if you're a smart group, this is an open book test tonight. It's open book. All the answers are here in the word of God. But let me just establish this and ask you, what do you think? Is sickness... A blessing or a curse? A plus on that group. Not everybody over here answered. Do we got the slow learners over here, Lester? I didn't hear this one. Anyway, no, sharp, quick, bright. Amen. We know this answer. Well, I just want to give you some definitions so we can get it established tonight. Blessing. Listen to this in W. Vines. To cause, to prosper, to make happy. I like it, don't you? 
And then Webster's, a Webster's, you know, no, Webster's had some amazing definitions and I like looking them up. In Webster's, it says this, a blessings, the gift of divine favor. Woo, isn't that great? Pastor just talked about it. The forecast for Heart of the Bay this year is heavy fog. The favor of God. You know what that means? You're blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, you're blessed. One of the definitions of blessing is a gift of divine favor. And then I like this one. Special benefits. When you're blessed, you get special benefits. You get things that other people don't get. I've used this illustration before, but the favor of God's all around me and upon me. And when I go to go shopping, which is, you know, I hate to tell you how often, but you know, it's often I'll show up to go shopping. The favor of God is there. And I get blessed. People just want to give me extra samples of this and extra samples of that. And take this discount off and take that discount off. And some people will say, oh, you're so lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I'm blessed. I get special benefits because the favor of the Lord surrounds me. How about you? I'm a favorite of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Are you? You are. You may not know it, but you are. You got to confess it. You got to believe it. I am favored. Hallelujah. So, blessed folks, you have special benefits. I always like to start in this scripture when I talk about benefits. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. We're going to look at mostly scriptures tonight in, in the King James Version. But this is just a good reminder of what we have in Him, what He has provided. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Good idea. Let's all read. Look look at the next verse. Let's read it together. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and forget not all his benefits. Goes on here and it says, "Who who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? And then we love this one. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Woo! I'm liking that one more and more. He renews my youth like the eagles. He satisfieth my mouth with good things. But did you notice there some of the things that it says that he does for us? He forgives us. Are you glad you're forgiven? Hallelujah. And then it says he healeth all. Everybody say all. all. Everybody say all. all. What does all mean? All. What does all mean? <laughs> All means all. All means everything. That there doesn't leave anything out. Jesus is our healer and he healeth us of all diseases. I don't care if you went to the doctor tomorrow and they said, wow, you got something rare. We don't even have a name for it yet. Guess what? You're redeemed from it. Because he healeth you of all, all diseases. And it doesn't matter if medical science doesn't have a name or doesn't have a cure. Jesus healeth thee of all 
diseases. There is a name. God hath given him a name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Cancer is a name. AIDS is a name. Hepatitis is a name. Depression is a name. Arthritis is a name. Any name that you can name, it's under him. Hallelujah. And it must bow to the higher and the greater name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, who healeth all thy diseases. And then it says, he redeemeth. He redeemeth. He redeems our life from destruction. Aren't you glad that you don't have to live in fear about what's going on in the world? You don't have to get up every morning and just be so afraid to get on the freeway because there might be an accident or there might be an earthquake or this or that. He redeems your life from destruction. Psalms 91, a thousand might fall at your right hand, 10,000 at your left, but it's not going to come nigh my dwelling because I am the redeemed and he redeems the redeemed. He redeems our life from destruction. Then it says, he satisfieth thy mouth with good things. That's part of being the blessed of the Lord. You're forgiven, you're healed, you're protected, you're redeemed, you're satisfied, hallelujah, with good things. Well, let me just see if y'all are paying attention. We'll ask this group over here. So, in light of defining what a blessing is, we just read what it means to be blessed. Where do you think sickness and disease falls? Blessing or curse. Yay. It's a curse. It's not a blessing. It doesn't meet any of that criteria that we just read. It's not a good thing to be laid up in the hospital. It's not a blessing to be so sick. You can't go to work and you can't pay your bills. That's not a blessing. It's not a blessing. It's a curse. If you need more assurance, let me tell you what W. Vine says about a curse. Devoted to destruction. Doesn't that sound like sickness and disease? Sickness and disease is of the devil. John 10.10 says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Disease destroys. Disease brings destruction. And it is a curse. And we're not under the curse. And listen to what Webster says about curse. To speak evil of. To malign. And I had to look that up. Which means... Show ill will or wish harm on. Do you know that sickness and disease is harmful? Yeah. It's destructive. And it's of the devil. You think there's any significance? All those D words. We don't like those. So, once again, where does sickness fit? Blessing or curse? curse. What are we under? We're not under the curse. We're under the blessing. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. God's word declares it over and over that we are redeemed from the curse and we are under the blessing. Just think about what the word dis-ease in the English language. Dis-ease. It doesn't even sound good. You divide it. Dis-ease. What does that say? Dis-ease disturbs your ease. Dis-ease destroys ease and it brings pain. The opposite of ease is pain, suffering, and sorrow. And so that is all from the pit of hell. Disease and sickness, it's a thief. It's a robber. Now I'm sure if I were to ask for a show of hands, and this is not a, you know, woe is me kind of testimony, but if I were to ask for a show of hands, probably everybody in this congregation has been affected either in your own physical body or someone close to you has been attacked with a horrible sickness or a horrible disease and and perhaps a relative that was very close and dear to you maybe even died of some horrible sickness and disease I experienced firsthand when I was 21 years old on my 21st birthday my sweet little mother who was 51 years old at the time had surgery and she'd been having all sorts of symptoms in her body and really hadn't gone to the doctor. And by the time she went to the doctor, she had, they discovered she had cancer. It started in her colon and it had spread to her liver. She, she elected not to do any kind of treatment because it, and that, you know, that was a long time ago. I won't tell you how long ago. When was I 21? Long, long, long time ago. 1975 to be exact. <laughs> I'll help you. 1975. So, you know, medical science wasn't that advanced. And my mother loved the Lord with all of her heart. But she did not have the revelation that sickness was under the curse. So it was one of these, Lord, heal me if it be thy will. She loved God. She knew God loved her. But we have to be firm on the word of God that it is his will. Like I said, this is an open book test. God has given us the answers. We have to know, thus saith the Lord, because the attacks come to all of us. My mother was one of the sweetest, best Christian women that you'll ever want to know. But just because she was sweet and loved the Lord did not mean that she was an exempt from the attacks of the devil. And the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. He robbed my dad of a wife. He robbed us kids of a mother sickness is not a blessing sickness destroys sickness steals and it robs things from us and we as believers it's our privilege it's our right it's our honor to get into the word of God and find out what belongs to us and then resist the devil resist it if you're not sure whether something is God or whether something is the devil you won't be tenacious about putting your foot down and say I resist you in the name of Jesus you know there's a saying in the world that ignorance is bliss no it is not that is not in the Bible Ignorance is not bliss. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's what happened to my sweet mom. Destroyed for a lack 
of knowledge, not knowing that Jesus is our healer, that he paid the supreme price for us, spirit, soul, and body. Folks, don't be prey to the enemy and don't let ignorance open up the door and cause him to come in and try to take advantage of you. We don't have to fear the devil. We stay and we stand in faith, but we must know beyond a shadow of a doubt what Jesus has done for us, what his precious blood has bought for us. If we're not assured on the inside of us that this did not come from God, God didn't put this on me to teach me a lesson. If we're wavering, well, God, is that you? Is God, is that you? Is that the devil? I don't know. Whatever. Where did it come from? We won't resist effectively. Settle it in your heart. Not just because of what I'm saying or what you hear preached here, but dig into the word of God. Go over to our bookstore, buy some wonderful books, some great CDs on healing and get it established. Sickness is under the curse and I'm not putting up with it. I'm resisting it in the name of Jesus. Amen. God made it plain. To the children of Israel, his covenant people, he made it so plain to them what the blessing was and what the curse was. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 28, we certainly won't take time to read that entire chapter. But over in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the first part of the chapter, it lists all the blessings when they walked in the commandments and they were obedient. Folks, we've got these same blessings. But you know what? They had to walk according to the law. But I am so thankful (laughs) for mercy. I'm thankful for mercy and for grace. And I'm thankful that we're born again. And we're living in a day that we have a better covenant established upon better promises. What they had was good. God blessed them as much as he could. But thank God we got a better covenant. That covenant is made because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But this is interesting to read some of these passages here. Let's look at verse 1 and 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God and then the next few verses it goes through and it lists the blessings I'll just tell you what some of them are it says you're going to be blessed in the city You're going to be blessed in the field, blessed in the country. You're going to be blessed coming in and you're going to be blessed going out. That sounds good. I wonder if it works, even if you don't know if you're coming or going. But, you know, either way, you're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out either way, either way. Even if you forget whether you were coming or going, you're blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb. That means your children are blessed of the Lord.
Lord. Blessed shall be your herds, your cattle, and all of their babies. Hallelujah. And if you own cows in California, of course, your cows are happy cows. <laughs> Woo! They're happy and they're blessed. Cows in California. All your herds. Maybe your herd is a herd of dogs or a herd of kittens. They're blessed. Whatever you've got. Hallelujah. Bless. Glory to God. Now look on down here at verse 8. Deuteronomy 28. Eight. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. Woo. That means your checking account, your savings account, wherever you may invest, your IRA, whatever. Your storehouses are commanded to be blessed. Woo! Hallelujah. And in all that you set your hand to, the Lord will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving to you. You like that one? All. That you put your hand to is blessed. Everybody look at your hands. Then say this. Whatever my hands, Whatever my hands touch, touch prospers. prospers. The work of my hands, of my hands are, blessed. are blessed. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Use your hand to be a blessing. Hallelujah. I bless you in the name of the Lord. See, use your hand to bless. I bless you in the name of the Lord. These hands were not meant to slap people upside the head. I won't do that. These hands were meant to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Whatever your set your hand to is blessed, blessed, blessed of the Lord. And then down in verse 13. I just get excited when I think about this. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. But you know, look, there's a condition there. If, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and you are careful to observe them. Look at this. We're going to be the head and not the tail. We're going to be above and not beneath. That sounds like favor, 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 favor. But it is conditional. If you heed the commandments. These blessings had to do with them living according to the word of God. They had their part to play. They had to either keep themselves under the blessing If they got in disobedience, if they didn't follow after the Lord, which we know they were notorious for not doing, going astray, getting disobedient. You know what would happen? The next thing you know, they'd be under the blessing. And then the next thing you know, they'd be slaves over here because they started worshiping other gods. They started getting away from the commandments and they didn't give heed. So what happened? They left the mountain of blessing and got over under the curse. It wasn't God's will. He didn't do it to them. It was because they didn't follow the if. When you see an if in the Bible, you need to see what is connected to that. The blessings of God are conditional. He made it easy. It's not hard. It's not difficult. His mercy and his grace are there when we miss it and when we mess up. But we are to do our best to live after the promises of God. Amen. 
So when he goes on and then he begins to talk to them about healing and health, and he lets them know that healing and health is under the blessing. But he wanted to make so, he wanted to make it so clear what the blessing and the curse were. If you study out Deuteronomy chapter 28, you'll find out when these blessings and these cursings were read, there was a mount of blessing. The blessings were read from a mountain. It was a visual for them to say, this is the blessing mountain. We want to live over here. And then he had to come all the way down off of that mountain and walk over to another mountain. And this was the mountain that he read the curse from. If you don't obey me, these diseases are going to come on you. This bad thing's going to happen to you. That bad thing's going to happen to you. And if you'll see that passage there in Deuteronomy chapter 28, as you go and you read down through there, it will look like that it is saying that God's going to put these things on you. But Bible scholars will tell us that have studied out the Hebrew language. They've made it plain, plain that it did not... It did not say that in the original Hebrew. It said God will allow and God will permit these things to come on you if you go astray. If you live according to your own way and not according to the will of God. And it's no different today. God doesn't want bad things to happen to good people. God is a good God. But you know what? If we leave the door open, there's no telling what might get in. You could go home tonight and you could leave your back door wide open and wake up to the smell of a skunk in your bedroom. And you could jump up and you could say, God, how come you left this skunk in my house? And God would say, hey, I didn't leave the door open. You left the door open. But you know what else God would do? In his mercy and in his graciousness, he'd do all he could do to help you get rid of the stink. That's how he works. He's merciful. He's gracious. But wouldn't it have been a lot better in the first place just to keep the door closed so the stinky skunk didn't get in there? That's what this verse is telling us. God saying, I allow what you allow. I have given you authority. I have given you the name above every name. I have given you the blood of Jesus. And there is power in the blood. We ought to be pleading the blood in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my household, over my possessions, over my car, over my kids, over my body. Satan, I'm declaring and this is the temple of the Holy Ghost and it is off limits to you. I have the blood on from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and you're not crossing the bloodline. We have the power. We have the authority. We can walk in victory. We can walk in health. We can walk in the blessing of the Lord. It's not up to him. He's done what he's going to do. He's provided all that we need but we have to tap into it now there in Galatians I wouldn't read it if I unless I really uh, wanted to it lists all these horrible diseases and one of them I don't even know what some of them are but for sure you don't want the botch of Egypt 
No, thanks. Doesn't sound like anything that we want. The botch of Egypt. And if you can't find what you're standing with against listed in there, verse 61 says every, every, every sickness. And our point and God's point in listing these sickness and diseases was so we would know what was under the curse. Now let's flip over to the New Testament. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Oh, hallelujah. This is good news right here. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Everybody lift your hands and say, Christ Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I'm not under the curse. I'm blessed. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm prosperous. I am blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now just listen to this. This is what the word redeemed literally means. To buy back. To purchase back. And then I like this one. To free from captivity by payment of a ransom. To free from captivity by payment of a ransom. Did you know that when we were created in the likeness and image of God, it was never God's intent for Satan to enter in and to cause mankind to yield to sin. He knew it was going to happen, but we were created to glorify God. We were created to live in the Garden of Eden. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that have been wonderful? But Satan tempted Adam and Eve, and we know that they sinned, and because of that, the curse came in to the earth, and man became in bondage to Satan and to sin. But God was not surprised. God had a plan from the beginning of time. He knew what was going to happen, but he already had in motion to redeem us, to buy us back, to ransom us from the hand of the enemy. The word ransom, it literally means this. A price must be paid or demands met for the release of a captive. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus has ransomed me. Jesus has paid the price for our release from death, from hell, from the sickness, from disease, from the bondage of the enemy. Jesus has ransomed me. Most of you folks in here, you know what it means to hold something ransom. Parents are experts at that. You tell to your children, these cookies are not going to be released until you eat that spinach. Those cookies are held captive. Or I am not going, your your candy is being held hostage until you clean your room. Until 
the debt has been paid until the demand has been met. You're not going to get your cookies and you're not going to get your candy. Well, that's what the devil was doing to mankind for all those years. He was holding man captive and laughing in the devil's face and saying, you can't have them back. I stole them from you and I'm holding them captive. But there came a day and we're going to celebrate that resurrection day soon. There came a day when Jesus died on that cross and his precious, sinless, spotless blood was shed for us. And then he went three days and three nights into the pit of hell, but he didn't stay there. On that third day, he rose up victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he took those keys from the enemy, those keys that Satan had locked God's people captive with. Jesus snatched those keys and he unlocked the prison doors and he let the captives go free. That's what it means to be redeemed. That's what it means to be ransomed. Hallelujah. He ransomed us from sin. But folks, he also ransomed us from sickness. We do not have to be sick anymore. Jesus has redeemed us. Jesus has purchased us. Let's look at this wonderful scripture in first Peter chapter one, verse 18 and 19. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you, Jesus. You've redeemed us. Thank you, Lord. You ransomed us out of the hand of the enemy. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers. Let's look at the next verse. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. There was nothing else that could redeem us. There was nothing else that could buy us back. There was no amount of money that could be offered to the devil for our redemption. There was only one thing. It was the life, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had to pour out his very life. The Bible says that the life is in the blood. That's why he had to shed his precious blood. But when he did down through the corridors of heaven, there began to ring out redeemed, redeemed, they're redeemed. They're redeemed. The price has been paid. Hallelujah. The debt has been settled. The captives have been free. Glory be to God. And it was such an awesome plan. In the old covenant, man had to live under this law and they had all these rules and these regulations. But on that day, when Jesus rose up from the grave, victorious, that veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom, signifying that now the presence of God that had been hid from the Holy of Holies, only in the Holy of Holies, now was free to come and live on the inside of the redeemed. Hallelujah. It's the blood that makes us worthy. It's the blood that makes us righteous. And because we're washed in the blood, the glory of God, the presence of God is free to come and dwell 
in our temple. Hallelujah. And when he comes and resides on the inside of us, not only is the sin factor settled, but when he comes and he lives on the inside, this temple of the Holy Ghost, someone on the inside starts working. And what's working on the inside is going to show up on the outside. Let him live big in you. Get a revelation of who you are. I am redeemed by the blood of the lamb. If you just get that revelation that I am redeemed and his precious blood flows on the inside of me. Woo. You know what? You would just see how can sickness and disease attach itself to me? I'm covered in the blood of the lamb. I am the redeemed. Years ago, there was a medical doctor. She opened up this clinic to help people that were bound by terminal illnesses. Her name was Dr. Lily B. Yeomans. And one day she was reading Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. And the Spirit of God gave her this song. And I'm going to quote it to you. I don't know what the tune is, but you wouldn't want me to sing it anyway. Listen to this. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law as he hung on that shameful tree. And all that is worse is contained in the curse. And Jesus has set me free. For sickness I've health, for poverty I've wealth. Since Jesus has ransomed me. Hallelujah. I can't say it any better. He's ransomed us. He's redeemed us from poverty, from sickness, and from death. We started out quoting this scripture, and I want to read it to you in closing. In Psalms 107, verse 7. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We've established over and over tonight that sickness and disease are from the hand of the enemy. But the price has been paid. We're redeemed. And you know what we ought to be talking? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's easy to talk about how much pain I got in my back and oh, my shoulder and oh, my arm. We all do it. But really, what we need to be talking about is I'm redeemed from pain. We don't deny the fact that we got some pain in our arm. That's stupid. We, know, we acknowledge it's there, but we say, you don't have a right to stay. I'm the redeemed. I'm speaking to you. In the name of Jesus. You're not staying on my body. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What are we saying? I'm sick. I'm broke. I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. Oh, are we saying the devil's got the upper hand today? Oh, are we saying the devil is so powerful? The devil this, the devil that. No. Let the redeemed of the Lord talk about what their Redeemer has done. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Devil, you might be trying to do this and trying to do that, but I'm declaring and I'm saying so. I am redeemed and no 
weapon formed against me shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when people come to you and they start saying, well, I don't know. I don't think it's God's will to heal everybody. You just be nice about it. But you say, you know what? That same blood that he poured out for your sins is that very same blood that he shed for your healing. Those stripes upon his back. If you remember that play, that movie, The Passion, those stripes upon his back when his very flesh was being ripped off of his body. Those stripes were for our healing. We're redeemed. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Glory to God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Woo! Let the redeemed of the Lord be happy that they are redeemed. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord declare they are healed. They are whole. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody lift your hands. The anointing of God is rising in this place. Faith is rising. I could just see it as I was preaching. Above some of your heads, it was like a light bulb. The lights were going on. And you were realizing, I don't have to be sick anymore. I don't have to be broke anymore. Hallelujah. In the Spirit of God, Oh, he's speaking to some of you. Some of you need to close the door. You need to shut the door. And you need to say, I am not going to live under the curse. I am not going to give the enemy any place. The biggest place that we give him is right here with our mouth. With our words. Yeah. Not only do some of you need to shut the door. You need to shut your mouth. It's a trick of the enemy. Oftentimes what he does, he tries to get us to shut our mouth when we should be talking the word. And then when it comes to talking our problem, you hear this little, oh, go ahead. Just talk. Tell everybody about it. Go ahead. Talk about how worried you are. Talk about how mean they were. Get in strife. Open your mouth when it should be shut and shutting it when it should be open. But we're going to keep the door shut because we're redeemed. Amen. Neither give place to the devil. Hallelujah. We're going to have a healing line tonight. We're going to pray for folks that came.